Hello, everyone. Thank you for being with us today on the Let's Tune In Media podcast. And we are super excited to have some very special guests here. Gabriel Feitoza with Gabriel Grooming. Marlise Kostmeyers with Brick and Barn. Cast. Cast Myers. I already missed. Okay. Redo it, Jay. Redo it. No, it's good. It's are you good. Sure? It's good. Yeah. Uh, why is it? It's like a spell. He, he, said, he said it the Swiss way. That's correct. Uh, okay. Actually. Thank yeah. you. I'm glad Nailed I got it in it. another language. Um, we got Michelle Cohen. And then we have Jordan Fry with the Humane Society all with us today. Thank you all for what you guys do in your own individual ways. You guys are all creative, um, impactful people, which I love having in the studio, most importantly. So if I may start with Gabriel with some of the questions, and then we'll kind of parlay it into, you know, Marlise and go on and so forth. So Gabriel, what started your interest in uh, the transformations with dogs and animals and all the um, stuff that you do. You know, the funny thing is it kind of like everything kind of happened. I don't think anything that I've did so far I ever intended to do. Like I started doing dog grooming. I kind of like fell into it when I was very young. And then I started, I got obsessed with it. I wanted to learn to work, how, how to work with show dogs. Then I pursued that. Eventually I started working with show dogs. And then that brought me to the U.S. And I was following this path that I thought that it was built for me that everybody before me was doing. Like if you're a dog groomer, you know, and you want to be part of this industry, you put your head down and you work really hard. And eventually, our old judge will tell you, you know, you're good enough. <laughs> 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 but I, I, I was in the second year competing in jackpot, which is one of the biggest, most, the hardest competitions in the world. And I was top five for two years in a row and then I I was like, well, you know, if I keep doing this eventually, I might win a year. But then I was like, is this what is this all I want to do, you know? And is not there's not anything else on this industry. Is there any other path that I could follow? And creative grooming has existed for a very long time. You know, there's a movie about it. There is people that do creative grooming competitively, but I, it's not very practical. The dogs look like a lot of color, and usually it's the groomer's dog that, you know, they can do a little by little because it's a lot of work. But I thought all the other designers, hairstylists, they, they Im envision how their craft could be looking like in the future, you know? And I feel like what I do now is kind of like a, from like a Hunger Games world, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> from Panen. <laughs> but um, I was like, you know what, I think Creative grooming can be fun, and I started experimenting on my own dog. And I, I thought that I could do something that would look cool, but it would be comfortable for the dog to wear, that the dog could sleep, wake up, and still look like a giraffe, for example, <laughs> and didn't need much maintenance at home. And, and that's how I kind of started. I started doing my own dogs, and then eventually I, I got on the TV show, and then I, I got some demand, and then TikTok exploded, and then I have a lot of demand. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Um, yeah, as you probably know, just putting things out on the internet, especially with the animals in today's society, you can blow up like overnight. It's incredible. So, um, and then how long have you been doing this type of um, work? Since I was 12 years old. So it's been, um, well, dog grooming since 12 years old. The, the creative grooming has been about six, seven years. Wow, that's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> was that a bark? <laughs> so um, then what brought you to San Diego? Um, when I came to the United States, I was living in Sacramento, and I met my ex-husband there, and then we decided that we wanted a fresh start, and we basically chose the city, 
to live and we came down to San Diego, you know, it seemed like a perfect weather, great beaches and a lot of things, good things to do. And a hot guy, so. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're like, I'm home. Yeah. Oh my God, I belong here. <laughs> so I guess, um, that's what keeps you in San Diego. That was the next question probably, but <laughs> I might have gotten the answer for that one. But, um, and then, um, so why is grooming important to you? And what's the passion behind that? Um, well, since the very beginning, I thought that it was an art form and it was a way that we could be connecting with the animal, which I think is one of the purest um, types of connection that you can have. You know, they, they are so simple. They don't ask for much. Um, as we all know, and um, and I think that growing up, it kept me focused. This connection that I had with them. I know my my childhood was really rough. My my parents got divorced when I was very young. My dad was alcoholic. My mom left, and I was about eleven, and really wasn't in the type of situation that we had um, lunch and dinner every day. So I thought what the lady did in the grooming shop was fascinating, and I asked her to to teach me how to do it. And I think that time that I spent every day with the dogs just kept me focused and uh, and didn't allow me to pay attention to everything that was going on around me. Because um, you know, in Brazil, it, it's very easy for people to fall into to drugs and, and, and trouble in the streets. So I think that kept me focused and then my passion just grew because more and more I just became grateful for them. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and. <laughs> What makes you want to give back to the Humane Society and, and everything that they're doing? Well, it's, I think dogs saved my life and allowed me to live this life that I have right now. And I think the least I can do with what I have and everything that I learned from them and with them is to give back to them. Well, I have to pipe in here because I, I, um, when I first... Um, went into the salon, I went in, um, I was on my way to the Humane Society, I had a piglet with me that I was fostering. And I was on my way to the Humane Society for, um, she was getting shots. Um, and I wanted to, um, I, I knew about, I feel like everyone knows about Gabriel Salon and he's all over and he, and I was like, it's, it's in San Diego. That's kind of incredible that we have this here in San Diego. So I just kind of wanted to stop by, see what his salon was all about. Um, at Brick and Barn, we do. Um, we were doing this big opening of um, the dog show, and supposedly it was going to be in March. Now it's in April, and so I just kind of wanted to just check in there and see and see if I don't know. I was just going to see if Gabriel wanted to do anything or offer anything over at the. Um, you know, if he wanted to do any grooming or anything. I don't know. I was dreaming. So I, I walk in there. I'm holding the piglet. Um, his um, desk person, Paul, uh, saw me, saw the pig, went crazy. Loves Lost pigs. And pulled everybody out from the back, including Gabriel. And um, the... Uh, you know, and so I just asked Gabriel, hey, do you want to come out there? Do you want to do any groom Like stupid me like do you want to do any like he doesn't have any groomings or a pack schedule and out of like the purest heart he says he sees the humane society shirt and says how can i help you guys 
like he doesn't already do enough. He goes to Humane Society and he does transformation on dogs that have been there for a while and gets them adopted in minutes. Um, says, what can I do for you guys? You know, and I think it just shows the kind heart. You know, I said, no, 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 we're not, I'm not asking you to do that. Like what, what can, how can we work together? Mm -hmm. You know, what can we do? He says, no, 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 no. I want to, I want to help. What can I do to help? And comes up with a plan um, to help to raise money for Humane Society. So I think it kind of shows his heart and um, what he wants to do and how much he loves, you know, that he's, he's not just trying to gain things for himself, that he's really looking to give back. And um, how do you not fall in love with that? You know, it really is like, it, it's, it's not even a question is, is that like what I was helped all the way here, you know, I didn't get here by like, just like, gain, like asking for something. And I think, I think I was really helped from, from a lot of people that seen an opportunity that, that thought that I wanted, uh, sorry, let me rephrase this. Um, I was really helped because I couldn't really get to a, a, a dog breeder and be like, hey, I really want to do your $10,000 standard poodle, like, can you let me groom it? And they'll be like, are you crazy? You know, you're like this kid. But I think eventually people saw that I could do something, you know, that I really wanted. And I think right now when it comes to people, and when it comes to dogs, if there is someone that I see that is in a situation that I was, I, 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 I feel like I owe them. You know that I, that I need to give it back, and the uh, and the dogs especially is in the work that Humane Society does. That all those people that they get dogs with that work there get dogs with difficult temperament, old dogs that are 13 years old that people leave in the shelters, and and you know, they just give them all this love. When you go there, you really feel like everyone in the Humane Society really cares for all the animals, from the cats, from the guinea pigs, from the turtles. And it's really beautiful, you know, it's, it's really like an honor to be a part of it. And it just, the Humane Society, I guess, inspires me to want to do like more and more and, and go beyond even the Humane Society and help every shelter that I, I can if I have the time and the money. Wow. <laughs> well, and, um, Jordan, you, you here with us <laughs> still? I'm, I'm here, yeah. No, I'm uh, love to jump in and say um, we've been so grateful to be able to work with Gabe and his team. And the first time they all came into San Diego Humane Society's El Cajon campus, we were all just completely floored and blown away with the compassion he has with every single dog that he touches and his team, whether it's um, they were there just doing a grooming or doing one of the transformations. First, all of our jaws dropped, and we're like, did we start caring for tigers? Because I don't think <laughs> we can adopt them out. <laughs> but truly, just the way he and his team handle every single dog and make them feel comfortable and really shine a spot, like, like he was saying, um, on so many seniors and dogs who might have been in the shelter for months at a time who really just needed that extra oomph and a little bit of pizzazz to help them get noticed and, and be seen. Uh, right now we have over, uh, 540 dogs in our care and, you know, we've seen our highest numbers of all time this past year. So having someone like Gabe and his team come in, they've been so generous and it really does help change lives. 
Yeah, no, it's it sounds like it. I'm actually very moved um, by just you know hearing all that that Gabriel has done and and how he's used his. Uh, I always tell people with technology, you can either use it for good or for evil. You have a choice every day, mm-hmm. and you have a choice on how you let it process in your mind. And um, it's very influential. And thank you, Gabriel, for using your influence on social media and everything you're doing for the San Diego Humane Society and all the. Um, amazing you know pizzazz you're putting mm-hmm. on these dogs that uh you know again are helping them and changing their lives so thank you for that and uh if i could go into the next question for you jordan um so you know you you express that gabriel comes in and his team helps transform them but if you can go into a little more depth what does that kind of look like i kind of am intrigued by that Absolutely. So Gabe and his team have been coming uh, monthly to our El Cajon campus, which has been just such a blessing. And the team over there gets so excited every time they show up. Um, but basically they set aside uh, time in a day and they'll groom as many of the dogs as they can. And then um, for the ones who are good candidates, they'll give them a little makeover. So whether Gabe is transforming them into uh, you know, a tiger with spots or stripes. And um, I think one of my favorites I've seen him do was make a rainbow Lisa Frank pattern dog um, <laughs> who got adopted, who got adopted that, that same day. It was so wow. exciting. Yeah. And um, he really just helped, you know, show that these dogs have so much personality because when we have over 500 dogs in our care, um, it can be easy to overlook some of the older ones, some of the shy ones, someone who might be a little bit stressed in their kennel. So when they come in and do all of this grooming and even just, you know, helping a dog get a fresh bath, that's going to help someone who's seeing them walking through the shelter really connect better and uh, see that this could be a dog who has so much personality in life that they might not be seeing just in the kennel. Yeah, I'm actually currently looking at some of the photos Michelle's showing me, and this is impeccable. This is really a work of art, and um, what a cool thing. I think of the show Queer Eye, which was really big. Um, recent, and I don't know if they're still big. I don't watch a lot of TV anymore, but this is so cool. And because just seeing the transformation and the person. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Michelle's showing me some of these photos and videos of these incredible dogs that just need a little bit of a um maybe a different look you know again uh, it's it's incredible and and so let me go into the next question um for funding because i'm I'm guessing gabriel's influence is probably helping with a lot of the you know um you know people that are coming in you know views all that stuff and um are you guys getting a Michelle's got me looking at these cute <laughs> videos <laughs> right now. Um, this is in, this is incredible, Gabriel. Yeah. What a talent! Thank you. Um, How long does it last, by the way? Yeah, uh, it all depends on the dog. Sorry. If it's a dog. <laughs> sorry, I'm no, it's okay. No, it's <laughs> sorry. We're if it's a dog that the hair grows continuously, like a poodle, Maltese, Yorkie, the hair just grows like hours, about three months or so. Wow. What wow. if it's a short-haired dog? It can last up to eight, nine months. Sometimes. In a year, you can still see some of the spots. All the time. So good. This is so funny. This is so cool, mm-hmm. uh, especially because I think a lot of these dogs, and I don't want to speak for them, 
but um, they may not always feel loved. And because you're putting this, you know, new hip, cool way. Know your name. I think also people have a perception of shelter dogs that yeah. they're the in rescues that they're always difficult, that they're hard to handle, that adopting a shelter dog it's is gonna give adds this like stress in your life because you're gonna have to go through the hoops of, of dealing with a dog that's been traumatized or, or hurt. But if the dogs are kind and, and sweet enough to allow me to do this type of detail work on them, it's just another layer of proof that they're just as fine to be adopted right away. Wow, and if I may ask, this dog actually looks like I, I think somebody that uh, is pretty notorious um, or famous oh, yeah, that has Pikachu, this dog. Yeah. I'm guessing you have a lot of uh, influencers <laughs> that call to get yeah, that <laughs> their dog, dogs that custom. Dog got very popular in Miami. Yeah, he's from yeah, Miami. Bad. Actually, that dog. I yeah. have clients that come from over in the country almost every week. Do you, I'm guessing you get a lot of influential, um, you know, individuals uh, to uh, you know get their dogs all dialed in sometimes or yeah we get we get influencer dogs uh, <laughs> celebrities have contacted me it's so far it hasn't worked out yet but yeah. i'm hopeful that we can do something after this podcast yeah, after yes. this podcast yes. Yes. Continuously <laughs> pushing things up. out <laughs> and um talking about giving back i'm, I'm gonna um go into marlise and everything she does with brick and barn and you guys so you and michelle created a foundation there or is that something or, or at least it's more of a foundation that goes on at at the brick and barn yeah so just to back up a little bit yeah. so brick and barn is the original betty crocker estate so wow. betty crocker uh, her real name was agnes white okay um but uh general mills created the name betty crocker so the first woman who represented betty crocker lived in our house or i guess in her house yeah <laughs> um but yeah so she was there she had the first cooking show in the world on radio because there was no tv back then right so it was called cooking show of the air in our kitchen so the house is 150 years old it's all adobe which you know in europe that's not an old house but no. for <laughs> california it's yeah, so, yeah. uh, so five years ago um my husband and i we heard that the property was on the market at that point we didn't even know it was Betty Crocker's house. We just yeah. fell in love with the potential. We love giving um, life back to the forgotten. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, goes I mean, everything from property to animals mm -hmm. to children. To, so anything that's kind of neglected, we want to revive and give it new life. So we um, went into the house, and we were told by an inspector, run away as far as you can, because this is a disaster. <laughs> it's a really oh, wow. bad move. <laughs> um, so it was a hoarding situation, and uh, we oh, hauled wow. away 30 tons of garbage in the first month. Uh, just to kind of give you an idea, it was infested with rats. Oh, thing. my God. So we fixed everything up and slowly um, started to kind of find life and growth in the, you know, landscaped and fixed all of the appliances wow. and everything like that. Yeah, I can imagine how much you had to do. Yeah, so the there is a 120-year-old barn on the property, and it's all white. And so what we do is we open that up. It's We have vendors. And so one week in a month, one Friday, Saturday, Sunday a month, we open it up for, like, an antique show, right? And they're themed, so each month is different. So the next one will be a Mother's Day show. And then outside we have a kind of a farmer's mar market vibe. So we have all local artisans doing handmade crafts, everything from candles to leather work to apothecary, um, baked goods, we have a little bakery. So what happened is when we were struggling, we had no customers, this woman by the name of Michelle walks into the barn, 
And um, and she roped you in, like, <laughs> yeah. Just, and then she became your PR. That's why we're, uh, yeah. that's that's why we're all here. This lady Michelle has roped us all in. We're all suckers, aren't we? So basically, I had lost a dog, and so I was a little teary-eyed that day. This dog meant everything to me, and um, I mean, of all people, to meet Michelle, and she's like. Oh my gosh, I'm a f- I foster dogs. Mm-hmm. You've come to the right person, and we just immediately connected. Not only just over our passion for dogs, but she started crying as well, um, and didn't even know my dog. So I knew she just had such a tender heart and such a uh, a very unique. Um, she's just life giving, and all like in friendship and and her heart for animals. And so we connected on that, and. Um, I guess probably six months later, she became a vendor. And so she started selling products and mm-hmm. dog products. And um, But what I noticed is for her, it wasn't about the money. It was just about giving back, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, so eventually she said, hey, I have this idea. I think as we get more popular at Brick and Barn, and at that point we were growing and we were growing mm-hmm. fast. Um, so we started doing food trucks and creating it as an experience. We did workshops and... Um, brought in animals and all kinds. So she said, look, let's partner with the San Diego Humane Society and possibly other rescues. And as you have the people coming in, I've got the dogs. Let's bring them together and showcase these dogs and we'll adopt them out. And it took off during COVID, obviously. Whoa. Everybody <laughs> wanted a dog, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so we st- we ended up finding matches. We didn't actually have enough dogs. I got to this point where we had wow. more people than we had do- uh, dogs available. <laughs> so we had these long waiting lists. Now, obviously, things have changed and that sort of thing. But um, it's just been such a great opportunity. And it didn't really stop there. Um, Michelle does things like she makes pup cups, you know, as an alternative to the Starbucks little mm-hmm. uh, sugar cups of mm-hmm. whipped cream. And so she makes these organic pup cups. And we give, um, you know, a portion of the proceeds back mm-hmm. to the Humane Society. And so anything where we saw, okay, there's an opportunity for us to – give back and make an impact, we very much aligned on the animal front. So um, when we started bring when Michelle started bringing in dogs, I had, I already had two of my own, but then it was like, okay, well, I can't say no to this one. And then I can't say no to this <laughs> one. So yeah. now I'm like, now you have it. 10. Yeah. yeah. So I now have four dogs. Okay. And then it started happening where people were like, oh, we see that you have, you live at the Betty Crocker estate and you have land and you have this great setting. I heard these peacocks are not in a good situation. Will you take these peacocks? So it started going from like dogs to chickens to peacocks to turkeys to quail. Wow. And I, now I have, oh my God, yeah, now you have a farm. I have 63 I birds. Oh my <laughs> gosh, yeah. Even one from the Humane Society. Have, peacock. Oh. Yeah, I have a peacock, peacock from the Humane Society. I have chickens from the Humane Society, dogs from the Humane Society. So um, just a huge believer in what they do. And um, they're just so efficient. Uh, they they do it right because we've worked with a lot of rescues and I just have to say they have it dialed in. They really really do. And just um, knowing Michelle and seeing how she goes around and volunteers and um, you know a lot of a lot of work at um, philanthropic work at schools and educating kids about um, just the impact that animals can have on your life and vice versa. Right. Yeah. So um, all this to say yeah. So that's kind of Brick and Barn's role in the whole big picture. That's awesome. And, and so, Gabriel, we have this um, event coming up on the 22nd. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to see? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, is that a workshop or is that a workshop, a workshop. event? Okay. Yeah. And, and 
the workshops are what was so we do we essentially do four workshops every um brick and barn event so okay. people can learn how to do pottery or painting or whatever but what's really exciting is that on this upcoming show so the next show is april 21 22 and 23 from 9 a.m to 5 p.m and what we have done is we have designated the whole show theme um, basically to, to dogs and spring. So it's called Spring Tales, um, and it's the Mother's Day show. And so we have a whole booth where um, it's all dedicated to dog products, and Michelle will be running that um, along with some volunteers. And so a portion of the proceeds are going back to the Humane Society on that. And then on the 22nd, which is a Saturday, from 10 to 11 and 1 to 2, Gabriel is sending out Jessica, yeah, correct? Yeah, she's incredible. She is me with a vagina. She's, <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing. <laughs> We're going to love her then. She's <laughs> um, really good. Yeah, so she's coming out to host a workshop, um, okay. a one-hour workshop, and it's going to kind of be um, home grooming techniques and some of the basics of grooming and what to do before between grooming yes. appointments, right? So you're going to mm-hmm. learn... Um, you know, brushing yeah. and the nails and the paw pads yeah. and all that sort of thing um, from her. So 100% of those proceeds, so it's $40. Mm-hmm. Um, it includes dessert, beverages, and the, the workshop itself. And um, those it's $40, and all of that money is going back to the San Diego Humane Society. So we're really, really excited because we've never done a grooming workshop. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so awesome. this will be a first time. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so, so exciting. Gabriel, what he did was he donated um, Jessica. Basically, he yeah. pay, he's paying her for the day so mm-hmm. that she could go out there <laughs> yeah. and teach this workshop. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. like I, I actually am hoping that I can go see. Like, oh, I have a... Uh, <gasps> we would love it. I know. We're just breaking news. Just breaking news. Get the camera on. I, have, I, have, <laughs> I might have uh, to do a trip, but I'm not sure yet because it still hasn't been confirmed. So if it's not confirmed, I'll show up. Oh, no. We would love cool. that. We would love that. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. now you got people uh, wishing your, your trip gets canceled. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I hope if I go, the yeah. plane doesn't fall. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, no, no. <laughs> and um, so, Jordan... When it comes yeah. to funding, and obviously these incredible individuals that are sitting next to me are helping um, in such a tremendous way for fundraising, getting funds to the San Diego Humane Society. Um, if I may ask, where do the funds go? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. And before that, I just wanted to echo some of the accolades. Um, you know, we are completely um, reliant on support from the community to make our work possible. We save more than 40,000 animals a year, and it really is because of volunteers like Michelle, who are just absolutely outstanding, and foster these huge litters. You know, we all love puppies, but (laughs) Michelle's up at 3 in the morning feeding and cleaning them and helping them get to those new homes and support from partners like Brick and Barn and Gabe. Um, You know, the money is going back into the community. It's making sure all of these animals are ready for adoption, whether it's just through spay-neuter and the medical care we give them, or whether they're coming through our behavior center and, you know, might be like a frightened dog who's never been around people. We're taking that extra time to rehabilitate them and make them ready for adoption. And we also have, you know, community programs. We give out free food at all of our campuses in El Cajon, 
Escondido, Oceanside, and San Diego, um, six days a week to the community. No questions asked if, you know, you're late on your rent, you need just a little bit of help one month, or if you need to come back all the time. We're giving out free food and pet supplies to owners so that they can keep their animals. Um, We also have our community veterinary program, which provides low-cost vaccines and microchips and basic medical care for people who wouldn't be able to keep their animals um, because the cost of, you know, veterinary care are going up and we really want to make sure San Diegans can keep their animals in those loving homes. So when people support, it really goes so far, not just to help animals who don't have a place to go right now and who need safe shelter and care, uh, whether it's at our campuses or through some of our amazing fosters like Michelle, but it's also helping those animals who are already in our community to continue to thrive where they already are. Yeah, and to the viewers that are listening or watching this video, how can um, them or their businesses or um, any of the people that they are in connection with, how can they help with fundraising? Yeah, we'd love to have um, the community support. People can check out our website, sdhumane.org. People can go to these events put on by amazing groups like Brick and Barn, who we're so grateful to partner with. Um, And we also have one of our biggest annual fundraisers is our Walk for Animals, which is going to be on May 6th at Liberty Station. So we have hundreds of people come out with their uh, dogs as well, come out to walk this. And it's really a great fun event that helps us keep going every single year. Wow, that's incredible. So information, yeah, information for that is on our website too. But we're really grateful for anything people can give um, to help keep animals thriving, um, and especially times like now. Uh, we're right in the middle of kitten season, and we have more dogs, like I mentioned earlier, than we've ever experienced in San Diego Humane Society's history. So we're so grateful for anything people can give or even coming down to adopt or just fostering, opening your home for a couple of weeks makes such a huge difference. Wow, that's incredible. Also on um, Saturday the 22nd, mm-hmm. I believe a representative, correct me if I'm wrong, but a representative from the San Diego Humane Society will be on location um, so if anyone wants to make a donation there directly, they could do that as well. There'll be flyers, there'll be some swag, mm-hmm. there'll be items for available for purchase, all from mm-hmm. the San Diego Humane Society. That's correct. And obviously, yeah. uh, to, to volunteer or to be a part of the volunteer team at San Diego Humane Society, do they just go online, or is this something that they uh, – is, is it what's the process like for that, for people that are moved by um, what's going on here? Yeah, the process – starts online whether you want to volunteer or foster you can go to schumane.org slash volunteer um we are really grateful for all the work our volunteers do whether it's like michelle fostering and taking animals out to events or whether it's on our campuses helping with animal care and cleaning and the loads of laundry and food that we go through every day Uh, but people can apply online and they should hear back from our volunteer team pretty quickly about how to get started and we do have campuses all over San Diego County, so there's so many different ways to get involved. What do you think the number one uh, thing is that people, you know, that you guys need right now? There was just one thing. <laughs> like, what, 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 what is something that you guys could really use at this moment? 
besides more probably volunteers. <laughs> no, we, we love our volunteers so much. We always encourage people to volunteer and uh, the schedules are pretty flexible with what works for you. So uh, whether you're still working or whether you're retired, we work with our volunteers to um, have a schedule that allows them to give back in a way that works for them as well. And, you know, the one thing is, if there's just one thing people take from this, it's sharing resources. Um, we do provide so much community support and, and free support for people in our community. And we want to make sure that everyone knows San Diego Humane Society is here um, to help animal lovers. Well, I can, I can feel that. I can, I can feel it through the phone call. And I think it's amazing what you guys do and everything that you guys continue to do. And again, all the allies that are sitting next to me as well as um, obviously just listening in right now and, and watching this uh, video. But uh, Michelle, thanks for putting this all together. Again, you are, um, you know, such a force to be reckoned with and uh, <laughs> obviously know how to draw in whatever, you know, you need, <laughs> which That's I really love. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's a positive I, To thing. be honest, usually when people show up in their shop, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not yeah, here. I'm yeah, I'm not here. Yeah. Tell them I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no. it's it's amazing, and um, I think it's really incredible what each of and every one of you do in, in your guys' personal lives that has transpired into your business life as well and how you've been able to put all these people together and um, just, I don't know, I think the journey and the collectiveness of what's gone on to, to make the world a better place is beautiful. And I think it's always the most um, divine and creative thing of all time. So it's always cool when I get to be a part of this. So thank you again, Michelle, for letting me be a part of this. and. Um, can I just say, yeah. if um, if anyone does want to join the workshop, yeah. uh, the best way, again, it's on the 22nd, on Saturday, April 22nd, from 10 to 11, and 1 to 2, it's one hour, mm -hmm. it's $40. So anyone who wants to um, learn more about it, we have photos, we have the full description of what you'll be learning. It's mm -hmm. on our website, which is brickandbarn.com. You just click on workshops. Um, but if you want to register, you just call us at 760-651-2635. We'll get you dialed in and get you locked uh, locked into the class. So oh, that's one thing important about the class mm -hmm. is that if you do it up to dog, uh, Jessica is also going to talk about the desensitization dis for the grooming. Mm -hmm. So if you get a dog that is sensitive to grooming or it's harder to handle with the clippers or scissors or nail grinding, or all that stuff, she's going to show you guys some tips and tricks of how to get your dog used to the process so it's even easier in case you do happen to adopt a dog. That's awesome. incredible. That's such a great skill set. I have a 17-year-old <laughs> dog. <laughs> he has the longest nails, and we can't. We I know. Can't I need that. I mean, the younger the better, but yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's possible. So that's good. All good skills to learn. Yeah. And, and Gabriel, how do people get a hold of you and your salon, and, um, you know, how do they get... <laughs> Sorry, we got a little friend in here with us in the studio today. Um, but how do people get a hold of you and, and your salon and your team? Uh, you can email my shop on the info at GabrielFitosagroomer.com. You can go to my website, which is GabrielFitosagroomer.com. And you can call, which is 609-230-5350. And also with uh, you, Marlise, how do people get a hold of you? And getting uh, Obviously, it's only during the times that you guys are 
No, we our phones are on all the time. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> that's a good thing. Our phones are ringing <laughs> yeah, and ring lighting off. up all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So actually, we do have a we have a YouTube channel which okay. is fun, such so as and Barn, and okay. it's spelled B R I C K, the letter N and okay. Barn. Um, but we have a website, so you can learn everything that you want to on there. We have the dates posted for the whole year. Again, we're only open one week in a month, so it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's generally a four week count, so every four weeks. Uh, so the next show is April 21, 22, and 23. That's uh, so from fun, guys. 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And it is, it's, people go there and they spend the day. And people, you know, people say, oh, well, I'm not into antique farm markets. I was like, no, 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 no. It's so much more than that. It's like a farmer's market. We have food trucks. We mm -hmm. have workshops. We have spa treatments. You can uh, chill by the pool, all kinds of animals, all kinds of fun things um, that you can do at Brick and Barn besides shopping. We have local artisans. Um, we actually have a guest artisan um, from High Voltage Ranch coming in to sell uh, handmade jewelry, and a portion of her proceeds are going back to save um, horses that were destined for the slaughter. So, so many great things uh, working with that nonprofit as well, which is Millie's Place. Um, so this is going to be an incredible show all about giving back. Um, and at the end of it all, you're at the Betty Crocker estate, which is pretty historic and fabulous as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so Brick and Barn, and it's in Valley Center. Mm-hmm. So it's two nine two zero zero Miller Road in Valley Center. So, That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Like I love that. like Martha Stewart uh, when I first met Gabriel, he was like, <laughs> "Who's Betty Crocker?" <laughs> I didn't realize like. It, okay, in my defense, I'm yeah. from Brazil. Totally. I was born in '92. Totally. I'm a millennial. Totally. <laughs> totally. I was like, like "How do you explain?" Time, though, right? It's all. Good. <laughs> it's so funny. Today's Martha Stewart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, to make you feel better, I met David Hasselhoff one time, and I go, oh, you're the guy from SpongeBob. <laughs> and he goes, what did you say to me? And he goes, you're the guy from SpongeBob. And he goes, oh, my gosh. He goes, you, you don't remember me from anything else? I go, no, I didn't watch anything else. <laughs> I watch, watch. I've never watched any yeah. of his movies, but it was so funny. But nice guy. Actually, yeah. yeah, really yeah. cool. And then, <laughs> Michelle, thank you for everything that you – obviously, if anybody wants to – get to know Michelle and how to volunteer properly <laughs> and at the, uh, you know, at the best of your ability. Um, how do you want people to No, no. Okay. No, no, no. No, I know how people can find her. Oh, yeah. Let's she, yeah. She lives at brick and barn. Yeah, she, lives in <laughs> <laughs> she does. Oh. And so I am funny. personally having my dog groomed by, uh, Gabriel next yes. week. So, um, I'm very excited. Which one? Uh, the white one, Olive. Not th actually, this one is. I'm gonna. She already was not oh not Gabriel, but mm -hmm. the the salon who um, does regular groomings too. So she's due. So I'm gonna see if I can bring her in next week. You should do before and after pictures. Yes. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yes. We'll make a video. Wouldn't that be yeah. great? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So she has some mats that. That's okay. So we'll yeah. <laughs> Find me at one of these two places. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, you will not want to miss Michelle. She's got. Um, such a spark of life and joy and again, yeah, <laughs> heart of gold. And uh, Thanks, we really appreciate having her here as well. And, and Jordan, um, any so websites www.sandiegohumanesociety.com.org. S yeah, sdhumane.org. Um, you can find so much on our website from our double pets to how to foster to resources we have uh, for the community and even just. Uh, you know, fun tips for animal owners. We have uh, behavior classes and lots of resources available there. And we'd love to see people, too. So we're in uh, El Cajon, Escondido, Oceanside, and San Diego. So we're open uh, Tuesday through Sunday. And we love when people come down even just to 
check out the animals, maybe fall in love with someone and bring them home. Well, thank you all for what you do constantly on a, on a daily basis and the, um, you know, changing lives of, of every animal that you meet. So I love it. So thank you guys for what you do. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, all right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.